Welcome back to another episode of ST Talks. I'm Laura Demmer, your host, and today I'm here with Claire Gonzalez, ST Genetics Male Reproduction Research and Development Manager, and she is here to share a pretty unique story ST Genetics has been able to be a part of, and that is the conservation efforts put forth to help rhino populations. But before we dive into this extremely interesting topic, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today, Clara. Thank you for having me, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So to start, can you explain what exactly your position is with ST Genetics and how did you come into this position? Yes, of course. Uh, so I am a research scientist and I manage the main reproduction research and development lab at ST Genetics in Texas. Uh, as you can tell, I'm originally from Spain uh, and I got my PhD in reproductive physiology and cell biology. And during my work at the university, my focus was the study of different sperm quality parameters and the relationship with fertility in bulls. But I also work with other species and some of them were endangered or threatened. And I came to ST Genetics in 2010 to perform some of the assays that I was already doing in Spain. And in the past 12 years that I've been with ST Genetics, I've dedicated most of my work to improve the quality and fertility of bull sex-sorted semen, along with a really talented R&D team. And every once in a while, we have these opportunities to work with different species, and some of them are threatened or endangered and they hold a special place in all of our hearts here at ST Genetics. That's fantastic. So can you explain what ST Genetics part was in this conservation efforts with the rhino? Yes. Um, so although ST Genetics is very well known worldwide for the production of sex semen from different breeds of bulls, something that some people may not know is that we also sort semen from other species like sheep and goats and deer, pigs, horses. Um, and of course, we've also had the privilege of collaborating with different universities and zoos, wildlife conservation centers, research centers, and other institutions that just dedicate their work and research to preserve these endangered species. And one of them is the rhinoceros species that we're going to be talking about today. But we have also assisted in the production of, of sexy mendoses from species like the wild bantang or elephants or even the American bison. Yes, that's awesome. So how did how did the conversation start to, you know, sort semen for this rhinoceros project? So, yes, uh, I wanted to give you some background and uh, in terms yes, please. of the rhino. <laughs> so according to the International Union for Conservation of Nature, there are only about 27,000 rhinos left in the wild across the five species still in existence. So managed breeding programs play a very important role in the conservation of these wonderful, beautiful creatures. However, there are two main challenges that rhino populations face. The first one is that female rhinos have very lengthy pregnancies of around 16 months. Um, so there's an extended time between calves. And the second one is that rhino groups are most successfully managed in large spaces as groups of many, many females and just one male. So for that reason, a logical way to minimize the incompatibility between the limited space in zoo settings and the biology of rhinos is to manage for female bias births. So having only females being born, female rhinos being born. 
learned. Um, and of course, we, we have ongoing collaborations with many researchers around the world. And one of these collaborations is with a team in SeaWorld. We've been working with them for many, many years. And in 2016, they gave us a call and said, look, are you interested in working with us uh, to sort rhino semen using the latest methodology that, that we have and the state-of-the-art sperm sorters that we have developed? And that's how the conversation started. And here we are into 2022 uh, with several doses frozen from different rhino species. Wow, that is such, I mean, we're going to keep going with the story, but it is such a cool um, story to hear about. And like for those that are in ST genetics that, um, you know, maybe work on the bull side or um, with our dairymen or pig producers or whatever, like this is this is just such a cool story to be a part of. It is. It is very exciting. And, and we have a lot of fun with it. And, and we get very excited with these projects when, when we get the opportunity to, to work with them. Definitely. So you mentioned SeaWorld, but were there other groups or companies involved in this reproduction and conservation effort? Yes. Uh, so, so far, there have been three major rounds of rhinosaurs in the past several years that we were involved with. Uh, all of them were in collaboration with the team of great scientists from the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium, the Taronga Conservation Society in Australia, of course, SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment, and the Southeast Zoo Alliance for Reproduction and Conservation. And I mentioned three rounds. The first round of sorts happened in 2017. And uh, at that time, we actually moved our sorters in a mobile lab to be closer to the rhinos. Okay. And we did these because we didn't know how the sperm was going to survive shipping. We wanted to avoid sending ejaculates um, and we wanted to maintain sperm integrity. So this first round uh, of sorts was led by the late Mike Evans and we produced a few female sex-sorted semen doses from different species of rhinos. And during these sorts in 2017, we we made some refinements to the process in collaboration, of course, with, with this team of scientists that I mentioned, um, and of course, under the advice of Mike Evans. And we had great results that allowed us for a second round of sorts in 2021 that was performed this time with shipped ejaculates. So the ejaculates from the rhinos were shipped from these zoos across the U.S. to Texas, and they were sorted and frozen here. We produce a few more doses. And just this year, we've been talking to them and our collaborators are running more sorts, this time at their own laboratory in SeaWorld in San Diego. So just out of curiosity, what process did you go through to kind of figure out the correct dosage for like the units that you produce for the rhino insemination? Yeah, so um, as you know, for bulls, the dose of sex semen that, that we put in one insemination is very small. It's either two or four million. And we have wonderful results using using that dose for bulls. For rhinos, it's a little bit different. The dose is a lot higher. Um, but we, in terms of dosage, we were sorting as much as we could from one ejaculate. That would be one dose. Um, and of course, we were always under the guidance of our collaborators that were doing the AI, uh, but they can inseminate 100 million or, or even more per female. So it's it's a very different world and a very different dose for, for rhinos compared to bovine. 
Yeah, very interesting. So who from your team was part of this project specifically? Uh, we have a large team uh, in, in the research and development group at ST Genetics. But involved in this specific project, we had a small team. I already mentioned Mike Evans, who was key in getting the initial source established. But we also had Dr. Vesh Vishwanath, Dr. Pablo Ross, Carlos Gongra, who was key in the lab part of, of everything, and Jared Templeton, who assisted us from the production side involved in the project. And why did your team feel like this was an important project to be part of? What you know got them excited to be a part of this? Yeah, that's a great question. So ST Genetics believes in the importance of creating a better future and maintaining the land and caring for the animals. And of course, as everybody knows, our main focus is in cattle and the production of healthy food for the world's growing population. But we're always excited and proud to play a very small part, but our part in any conservation efforts that may benefit our earth as well as the people and wildlife in it for the future generations. Yes, definitely. So we already kind of touched on the dosage of this um, subject, but can you walk us through the steps um, your team and others involved in this took um, for collection and sorting? Yeah, so ST Genetics was not directly involved with the collection of the semen samples, just because those efforts were led by the group of experts in managing these large species. And these efforts were led by our collaborator, collaborators. And I want to mention Dr. Justine O'Brien, Dr. Todd Rabeck, uh, Dr. Monica Stoops, Giselle Montano, Karen Steinman, and Amanda McDonald, among, among others. Those were the ones mainly working with the animals. And we were in the lab doing the sorting part. Um, but for the sorting part, it's similar to what we do with bulls, uh, but it's not exactly the same. So the semen samples arrive at the sorting lab and we check them for semen quality characteristics. So we look at the volume and the concentration, the sperm motility. And then the samples are processed with a fluorescent dye that stains the sperm DNA. Stained sperm cells then travel through the sorters, uh, and our sorters are called Genesis sorters, and the machine or the sorter will orient the, them in a single file. So they will go one by one through the sorter, and the sorter will place them in one drop of fluid that will protect them and ask the question, are you a female or are you a male sperm? And that the sorter does the does this using a, a laser. And then the answer is based on the fluorescent signal from each cell. Based on that answer, then the sorter separates sperm into three containers. So we can sort X chromosome or female sperm, Y chromosome or male sperm, and then um, everything else that the sorter doesn't know what it is or it's dead is discarded. So we can sort females and males at the same time, and it's an enriched population of very viable sperm. And these group of cells that we keep, we keep it in an extender that's specially designed to keep sorted sperm viable. After that, we can either freeze or cryopreserve uh, sperm, or we can use it fresh. And there are very different extenders and methods that we use for fresh and frozen semen and also for each species. So in this case, the doses were produced uh, in a specific extender for rhinosperm, and they were all cryopreserved and banked for the future use. I hope that makes sense. Uh, yes, to me, this did. is what we do every day. So. <laughs> 
No, you, that was a great explanation of that. And um, very fascinating for those of us that don't work, you know, in your world uh, day to day, that was very, very good. So thank you for that. (laughs) So my next question is, I guess, simply, what was the success, you know, from this conservation effort? So the result of this collaboration has been the production of sex-sorted cryopreserved rhinosperm doses from several males. And as I said, uh, these have been banked and will be used to transform how rhino populations are managed um, for genetic and demographic viability to prevent their extinction. Uh, The doses have not been used yet, but a key goal of the work is to integrate and expand the reproductive tool set into rhino insurance population management. And uh, we know that the application of artificial insemination combined with sex-sorted semen will result in the production of a female bias population, so a population with more females and less males, which eliminates the challenge of placing males and the welfare issues associated with it. So we won't have to worry about what to do with those males. Um, And of course, the use of sex semen will allow that for the first time, these managed rhino population mimic the natural biology of the species in the wild. So lots of females and one male. So from what you have all said so far, can I assume that ST Genetics will still stay involved in this rhino collaboration? Yes, ST Genetics is still involved in the collaboration and very looking forward to the, the future of having rhino babies being born from sex-sorted semen. Um, and, and that should happen in the next few years. That's very exciting. So do you see the success of this being able to help um, in other areas of endangered species? Yes, definitely. So ST Genetics is more than willing to assist with the conservation efforts of endangered species and their habitat. And we hope that the success of this project will help guide the development of similar methods for other species in which sex ratio can be a concern. Um, Even though sperm cells are very different between species, we we are certain that with the methodology that we use in our genesis sorters, we will be able to develop the protocol to sort and cryopreserve almost any mammalian species. I said at the beginning that we had sorted other um, endangered species, one of them being the bison, and I can talk to you about this in another uh, in another conversation, but we've had uh, some bison born from sex-sorted semen. So that's very excited and we're very looking forward to doing more, more conservation efforts with all of these collaborators and groups. That is very exciting. And yes, we will have to revisit that topic um, on another day. But Clara, I just want to thank you again for joining us and for sharing this wonderful success story of ST Genetics with us today. Thank you. Thank you for everything. This was another episode of ST Talks. If you like what you heard, you can find more episodes on your favorite podcast platform by searching ST Talks or ST Genetics. And if you want to learn more about ST Genetics, please visit our website at stgen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And from all of us at ST Genetics, have a great day. 